Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, I'm Scott Soshnick. And I'm Evan Novi williams and this is the hottest team on the market sports business podcast, The Very good intro for multiple reasons, Mr. Novi Williams, because there are so many, like people are wondering, which one do you mean? I mean, you have your option of multiple EPL clubs, you have a baseball team, you actually multiple baseball teams. Sorry, mm-hmm. you have Nationals and Angels. You have a an NFL team in the Commanders. You have an NBA team in the Pahonix Suns. Uh, things are heating up there, by the way. But you like the Pahonix reference without really <laughs> going good. back to it. Thank yeah. you. A- and then you have the the, the right. A- I mean, NWSL expansion and sale of two teams. Uh, and then you actually have the right answer. So I will let you explain to our listening audience. Which one, as far as we can tell, uh, has the most interest and why? Of all of those 20 plus billion dollar sports assets we know of on the market, Scott, the Ottawa Senators, uh, who, who play in the capital city of, of Canada, hockey in Canada, that is the team from what I think the conversations that both you and I have had that seems to be drawing the most amount of interest of, of all of these others. And, and, and obviously that can change, but, but well over a dozen from what we understand, interested parties getting into some sort of the early stage of bidding. Are, are you surprised by this, Scott? As we said, there, there's huge names. Some of the biggest brands in global sports are for sale right now. Uh, and it's the Ottawa Senators, a team that way at the bottom probably of, of or, or close to the bottom of the most valuable teams and certainly most noteworthy teams, even in, in the sport that it plays. Well, we have to talk about price point for entry. So that's, that's one. Of yep. course, if you want to buy the commanders of the NFL, you, know, you got to be like a Jeff Bezos type who can write that check. So there are it limits the number of people, but certainly a lot of people are looking at it. Uh, but am I surprised? No. Uh, and the price we're hearing, you know, just framework be around a billion US dollars yep. for this for the senators. And the reason I say no is something that I discuss all the time on this show. Everybody knows that I'm a hockey dad and I'm I'm into uh into what as Nico Heischer said, I like the hockey and I'm up in Ontario plenty. I just got back not long ago. Thank you for stranding me Air Canada. Um and to say that there's a passionate fan base in not only the country, but the province, uh, is an understatement. It does not surprise me at all 
that there is mega interest to acquire a hockey team in the capital of Canada at a price point significantly below what your point of entry would be for the other sports. But to hear 15, 20 plus applications have been approved or or will be approved at the NHL that is, uh, we usually use the word robust for a, you know, a robust auction usually means what? Four or five groups yeah. show up, right? More bidders, more money. This is an estate sale. It'll have to go to the highest bidder. I don't care if your name is Ryan Reynolds and you can put something out on your Twitter feed and I know you'll get to that in a moment. You're going to have to come with the cash and there, uh, it does not surprise me at all that this team is drawing this much interest. One other thing I'll say on that, I'll put on my Scott Soshnick hat for a second. We, we always joke. Is it too big or too small? It's, <laughs> if it's right. Uh, <laughs> the uh, new owners don't want turnkey. It's something that you say a lot on this podcast. There is a lot of meat on the bone for the Ottawa Senators. They, they play in an old building right now that is very far outside of downtown. There is potentially, and it seems like things are clearing up, uh, the option to, on a plot of land, much closer Build your own arena. All right, hold on. I got to jump in here to yep. Matt Whitehurst right here. If I say Petula Clark to you, Ebenobi oh, Williams, no. I know you're the younger demo. What does Petula Clark mean? You do this to me all the time, Scott, and I never know. There's like a 50-50 chance that this is an important person or it's like the the sixth lead in some obscure early 80s television show. No, so I don't uh, know if that's like the former owner of the Senators or like oh, the, the bartender oh, in Cheers. You are no so idea. embarrassing yourself, <laughs> no but I love idea. every second of it. I'm just going to tell Matt Whitehurst because the <laughs> (laughs) key here is that they're talking about getting a new building downtown, which matters. Uh, Petula Clark's, I would say, most famous song is Downtown. And I would like Matt Whitehurst uh, to to pot it up just a bit. But underneath your conversation, like from (laughs) this point on, as you're talking about the Ottawa Senators, I would like to hear Downtown. Things where all the lights are bright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know that song. Okay, (laughs) Okay. that's Petula Clark, buddy. Not the former owner of the Senators. (laughs) Good stuff. Uh, yeah, so again, there, there's for for people who are looking at the success that we talked about last week or earlier this week with the with the Golden State Warriors, everything they did around their building, there is a lot of green grass if you were to buy the Senators right now and be willing to spend money on a new building that you can start to build the the kind of platform sports entertainment uh, companies that we talk about a lot with the, with these high end. So it is definitely Ottawa one of those places where if you are someone interested in owning a sports team and want to really put your stamp on the business and maybe change some things up. There's a lot of room to do that in Ottawa. Scott, you also mentioned Ryan Reynolds. Uh, there's been a lot of attention on on what he and Rob McElhenney did when they bought Wrexham, uh, I think a fourth division UK soccer league team in 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 in, in Wales and, and built a very popular television show around it. Uh, it seems as though Ryan's certainly interested in the senators. And if you listen to Gary Bettman talk about it earlier this week, seems like a pretty good chance that, that whoever it is that ends up buying this team, Ryan Reynolds is going to be a part of that group. And I would imagine there's going to be a media play as part of that. If it does happen, All right, let's talk about zeitgeist and sexy Nick's, you know, the sexy factor of franchises. If I'm thinking hockey teams in Canada, you've obviously got the, the two top sexies, in Montreal, coached by Marty St. Louis, former mid-fairfield coach. Hey, Marty. And the Toronto Maple Leafs, of course, right? Yeah. Uh, then you can look west. You've got Calgary. You've got Vancouver, uh, Winnipeg. The, the, I mean, in the race for least sexy, I mean, is there a race or is it Ottawa? Like, do we just say automatically Ottawa's the least? Sexy yeah, it's team the Jets or the Senators, I think, at this point, uh, in terms of Canadian soccer teams or Canadian hockey teams. But you're right, definitively a non sexy team. Ryan Reynolds changes all that. Mm-hmm. 
Like he can he can bring in sort of the social media, the content, and, and it's no wonder why Gary Bettman's like we want this guy around to be part of whoever wins the auction. We want Ryan Reynolds involved because he brings a certain fan base and ability to reach a global audience and make not only the NHL, not only hockey, but make this franchise fun and cool and relevant to people who have probably until this point all but ignored them unless they were huge Alexander Alexander Dague fans. Oh, there you go. That's a reference I do get. Thank you. Uh, oftentimes, the when you have celebrities and ownership groups, they serve a purpose in the bidding process, public face of the group, etc. Ryan feels like one of those LPs that that serves a purpose after after the, the the transaction happens, right? Where he is then going in after he's part of a group that owns the Senators and thinking about all these things. What what do we want to do? Maybe with a Netflix or with an Amazon? How can we? utilize both his stardom, his creativity, and, and his understanding of, of, of created content and, and do something very interesting with the team moving forward. So I, I agree with you. I think if he is part of this group, um, I think the sexiness factor probably does increase uh, quite a bit. Um, it's also, we should mention, um, the, the, very often when, when you're looking to buy a team, what a lot of people do is think about who owned the team previously uh, and whether there's a way to kind of break from what that owner was doing. And I do think that a lot of people who are looking at Ottawa uh, are looking at, at ways in which they can do things differently than Eugene Melnick did. And again, that leaves a lot of meat on the bone in, in, in a place like Ottawa for the Senators. If you knee jerk and I said to you, I say Ottawa Senators, who do you think of? Like many would probably say Eric Carlson. <laughs> I went Alexander Day. You got somebody who's probably better than either of those I'm going to cut the middle in terms of generations. For me, it's Alexei Yashin. <laughs> okay. And Daniel Al- Alfredson, probably. Oh, Daniel Alfredson. Uh, he was the number one pick, wasn't he? Uh, he, yeah, he it was didn't he quite Spezza pan out the way everybody hoped. They, yeah. They, yeah, he they were they were actually pretty good for a little while there. And and with Carlson, they they I think a lot of people forget this, but they made the Stanley Cup final six, five years ago, six years yeah, ago, yeah, some, yeah. something like that. There, there was there've actually been a couple good years in there, but but on the whole, yeah, not a team that's had a lot of success. And and there's some excitement to the extent that this matters for people looking to buy teams. Uh, if you were to look at futures for, for the NHL, who's the, who are the most exciting teams in, in four or five years? I think there's, there's a lot of buzz around the Senators longer term as well. Alexi Yashin, didn't he come to the Islanders for a while? He did. I think he finished his NHL career with the Islanders and then I think left a lot of big money on the table and went back to playing in Russia, if I, if I remember that correctly. I believe also, if not mistaken, married to Carol Alt, who previously was married, if we're keeping it in the NHL, to Ron Greshner. <laughs> Oh, man. Right? We, we have taken the Ottawa Senators down to Carol Alt, Alexi Yashin, Ron Greshner, New York Rangers. But it's all sports. So speaking of which, uh, we, we do hear the R word coming quite a bit, recession. And we've heard all the time throughout the year, sports is what? Recession proof? Is it recession recession resistant? Nobody saw a COVID coming where obviously you, you turn your revenue number to zero for uh, merch uh, in arena for food and bev for tickets. You know, that went to zero, but that was a totally different thing. But Fitch, you know, the rating agency came out and said, sports in general will probably weather a recession just fine because they have so many long-term contracts with committed revenue. So, so not a surprise, but when you're thinking about assets one can invest in and we hear recession coming, another peak as to why all these people want to get involved. Even a recession, Fitch looks at sports and says, pretty safe haven. Yeah, Fitch gave it the, the term neutral uh, for folks who, who, who know bond ratings. That, that'll give you a sense of what they're looking at here. Um, I, I think the big interesting thing here, and you mentioned it, recession, the, the neutral rating includes the assumption of what they call a, quote, mild 
recession in, in Q2 of next year here in the U.S. So, so that's the big risk, right? If that, if that recession, if there's an economic downturn that is worse than what Fitch considers mild, I do think maybe the outlook here changes a little bit. But, but when they lay out the three main contractually obligated income streams for, for sports teams, it's media rights, it's sponsorships, and it's premium hospitality ticket sales. They find all of those things to be continually improving more normal than they have been in well, any plus year since the pandemic. Deals. Media rights has already done long term. Yep. That, that's in sponsorship. You ladder those sponsorships. They never like you have to be the you know the biggest moron in pro sports if you had all your sponsorships <laughs> expiring all at one time. So you ladder those sponsorships. <laughs> Nothing expires you know all at once. Probably you know what ten fifteen percent a year. So you can protect yourself that way. And then you talk your premium. Again, you that's corporate, a lot of corporate money. I understand that they do cut back on marketing and things, but you still need to do entertain client entertainment in your bigger cities. Like the Rangers, they're always going to have their suites full. If they're playing, they're going to have a lot of people in those suites because a lot of business is done there. I, I think there is a proof of concept to a degree in what happened with the pandemic, where there were a lot of really, really big projections about how bad this was going to be financially. And I'm not trying to say it wasn't bad financially, but but the speed with which businesses rebounded, valuations rebounded. I think a lot of, of, of bankers, lawyers, sports team owners, executives all kind of look at the last three years as more evidence that, that this is more recession-proof than maybe people thought it was. The resiliency of professional it, sports. Exactly. So I, I think if, if the pandemic had had a, 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 a more... A, a, a more negative impact on, on the finances of a lot of these teams. I think maybe the idea of a, of a mild recession in 2023 would, would be more daunting than it is to a lot of teams. Well, maybe one of the reasons, and we don't write all of them and they're not all publicized, but perhaps the core businesses of the investors and limited partners in the sports assets were hoping that those investments would have held up as well as the sports because a lot of them are getting out. And that's and, behind the NBA adding different sorts of private wealth. And a lot of these LPs need need liquidity and are getting out of their positions in the sports teams. One of the things that jumped out to me in that Fitch report was also talking about the, the difference in, in how this recession may play out next year in, in the U.S. versus in Europe where it seems as though Fitch and a lot of people are, are projecting a, a much harsher economic situation in Europe in the next 12 months than may happen here. And Scott, we, we, we wrote down to talk about another sale in the English Premier League, uh, which is an easy transition there. Um, Bournemouth AFC, one of the kind of middle table teams in the Premier League, just purchased by a group led by Bill Foley, the owner of the NHL's Vegas Golden Knights, and another celebrity uh, tucked into that group as well. So a lot of the things I think we said about uh, about Ryan Reynolds and, and potentially involvement in Ottawa, I think you can maybe say about Michael B. Jordan as well, now a part owner of an English Premier League club uh, in Bournemouth. All right. In fairness, I wasn't really listening to because you know how my mind works. Sometimes I get <laughs> distracted by something we've said or discussed and I can't get off of it. So I'm still thinking about Ron Greshner. Oh, no. And again, you may be, <laughs> oh, no. you may be too young for this, but again, YouTube is a wonderful thing. Do you remember or are you aware of the Sasson commercials that the New York Rangers used to do? Uh, Vidal Sassoon? Uh, Sassoon no? Jeans. Oh, not no, Vidal. Sasson Jeans. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I understood a single proper noun in the sentence you just said uh, okay. outside well, of Rangers. You, <laughs> you have to go, if, if memory serves, Greshner, Ronnie Duguay, Barry Beck, and I'm, I, I'm, there may have been one or two others, but those are the three I remember. 
and you you have to it's it's worse than the Super Bowl shuffle. I mean, this was real, a real commercial ad, but okay. you've got you go to YouTube, and I'm going to encourage you since I I often lean on you to do these things to please put it out on YouTube under the you know the Sportacast and see if people remember this ad or would, like could they imagine Panarin. Uh, and uh, Zabanajad and Shesterkin doing it today. It's hysterical. I love this. In ad. my mind, I'm picturing the fake ad from Major League where the Indians all do. I think it's MasterCard. Never yeah, steal yeah, it's home not far without off. it. It's yeah, not, that's, it's not that's far kind off. of the cringeworthy. That's what I'm kind of picturing. Uh, I, I'll you're tease it with this. this. And I'm going to make you go look into it, but I'll tease you with this to actually have those Rangers going, ooh, la la, Sasson. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't make this up. You got it. I mean, this is real life stuff. I absolutely love it. Right, so what were you talking about? Bill Foley. Uh, oh, we got Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Yep. I, I, the, I love the kind of the celebrity component these days. Um, what's her name? Um, Kelly Ripa and Mark Consuelos bought, you know, like a 77th uh, division or uh, two soccer teams in Italy. And I'm just wondering, do they plan on following the similar track of Ryan Reynolds and, and, and Wrexham? Uh, how many of these do we need? We saw, of course, Drive to Survive was is the entertainment. We have the the tennis version of it was being promoted today, so we got our first glimpse of sort of the reality show for the the tennis tour. Um, uh, everybody seems to be running in on this. And how interested are you in the lives of coaches, technicians, players? Of course, the star athletes. But what's going on behind the scenes, off the field, at home? Is that just as important these days in a narrow casting world? Uh, as to just you know that two two and a half hour game time as well. Well, my first thought when I saw this news, Scott, I looked at the EPL table. Bournemouth is in fourteenth place. They have sixteen points. They're three points above the relegation line. And you I would be, yeah, I would love to know what the protection is in this deal. If there's anything that changes, if Bournemouth does not stay up in the EPL this year, obviously it's a hundred and forty eight million dollar deal. I think one hundred and twenty million pounds. Uh, Bournemouth is not worth that if they are playing in the in, in the league championship and not in the Premier League. If you're I not would sharing in that revenue, the, yeah, the EPL, exactly. yeah. And I, I think you correct me if I'm wrong. You may remember better when when Josh Harris and David Blitzer bought into Crystal Palace. They, they they announced that deal in the middle of the season. Crystal was doing very well, and then precipitously dropped. And I believe up until the final week or final two weeks, it was unclear if Crystal Palace was even going to be in the Premier League the following season. I would just love to know if, if there's anything written into this Bournemouth contract uh, that changes the terms if Bournemouth fails to stay in the Premier League uh, next season. I could be totally misremembering this, so I will start <laughs> what I'm about to say with that caveat. But my recollection, you know, because we talk to a lot of people about a lot of deals, as you well know, my recollection of that deal is that relegation insurance in some way, you know, a, a relegation clause was initially included. And as you said, they were sort of safely tucked somewhere in the middle of the, you know, with what. So I believe there was sort of a, a request to drop. We don't really need that, which was granted on the buy side. So there was, <laughs> so there was some really nervous characters as they plummeted towards the, you know, the bottom of the standings before the deal was consummated. So I don't know if this is good or bad. I also remember it exactly the way that you described it. Oh, you remember it. that too? I, okay. I didn't want to say okay. it because I wasn't sure about it, but well, I'm, that's glad, why I'm glad I, that you did. As long as we start it with the, the way I could be misremembering it, but <laughs> that, I, I believe that's, that is the way that deal played out. Yeah, it, and, and yeah. Bournemouth is in a much more precarious 
position yeah, right now than you'd Crystal Palace crazy was not to have when, relegation that, protection. when that deal yeah. happened. Um, but yeah, very curious how that how that works. One other thing I'll say on on European soccer, there, there's been a lot written about the financial fair play rules, the way in which UEFA is trying to get cost controls in place. Some of that has been effective. A lot of that largely has not. Um, if you believe what they're saying, they're trying to crack down on that. Um, and if that is true... I do think it becomes a much more interesting investment for a lot of U.S. investors like Bill Foley, who is used to having very strict cost controls in a league that has a salary cap, uh, having an idea without even without relegation and, and promotion, um, just a sense that you're going to be in the league at all times. If European soccer is able to, for clubs like Bournemouth, give some kind of financial fair play or even some cost control relative to the behemoths that play in the Premier League, I do wonder if that is going to be viewed as a safer and maybe a more interesting investment moving forward for people like Bill Foley who, who kind of cut their teeth in the U.S. sports ownership world. Yeah, hard to wrap your your mind around if you're a U.S. sports team owner going, there, what do you mean I'm going to get bumped down to another league where yeah, I don't and get, I get as much money. Imagine if, if the, if the, if the Maple Leafs could spend seven times on players, what the, what the Golden Knights did, right? That, that would, that, that would probably look a little bit different for, for, for Bill Foley in Las Vegas. So yeah, I think there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot in there for teams like Bournemouth that make this a, a very difficult game to play. And if, and if financial fair play or any restrictions can make that even slightly easier, I think they, they become a lot more attractive assets. Let, let me ask you, and I don't have the answer, but you just asked that question, and it, go, and it does differ league by league. What's the multiple in terms of spend right now between Steve Cohen and whether it's the Rays or the Oakland A's or you know someone on the bottom? What's our multiple? Are, are we what ten? Some, 10X? Something, yeah, something around ten, I think. If, if I'm if I'm thinking about the numbers correctly, right? There are teams in like the this is twenty five thirty range, sure. and there are teams in the high two hundreds. So yeah, I think I think we're at a point in baseball where something something like ten x plus or minus a couple X, I think is probably where we are. And I don't know the European soccer numbers. I think there's a chance that even in the Premier League, it's, it's, more, it's way more than it that. Could that, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that Manchester City, relative to what Nottingham yeah, Forest Sheik, is spending, Sheik Mansour is probably, doesn't mind so much. It's probably very different. Um, and, and granted, the Bournemouth doesn't begin any Premier League season expecting to win the league, right? Anything in the top probably 10 or 5 is, is a massive success. But... Making it even easier, making the the, the 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 playing field even a little bit more level, I do think matters for someone like Bill Foley. All right, so Foley, I mean, the reason he named his hockey team the Golden Knights, so he's a West Point guy, right? That's why it was named. So, yeah, uh, my father, as you know, also an Army guy. So, uh, you know, it, he always had the the seven Ps: proper, prior, planning, prevents, P, poor, performance. Hmm. So I'm thinking a guy who was indoctrinated with the seven Ps would understand that relegation protection in this deal it w- would would be <laughs> it's important. Proper. Yeah. yeah, it would be proper. An eighth P, an eighth P, yes. And yeah. protection, yeah. Yep, yeah. So there you go. Anyway, keeping it in soccer, and we're cold with MLS. Uh, we talked about the Apple deal. You know, they always say, "Oh, you got one universe," and the the main criticism, if that's the the right word of the deal, or the was that are you limiting what is already. A, a limited scope audience. Are you limiting it even further by going strictly streaming? Um, despite what the your, your fan base data says, that they're more tech savvy, that they they understand. Okay, that that's fine. But the fact remains, like as we expected, that MLS also reached a deal now with a linear partner. But we thought it was going to be Fox and ESPN. Turns out it's just Fox. Thirty four regular season games, uh, exclusive linear partner, which would make sense if I'm Fox and I'm coming in. I want to make sure you got to come to me. Um, but at least fulfills somewhat of giving a, a mass audience 
the ability to see your product. I, I think this part of Major League Soccer's strategy, I think, was lost on a lot of people when the Apple deal was announced. And I'll be honest, I, I am also a, a little bit confused about the the messaging around give, giving all every game to Apple exclusively on a streaming service, and then also saying, oh. Fox regular broadcast is going to have 15 games a year. Fox as an as a network is going to have 34 games in, in the regular season. Um, I, I kind of wonder if there's MLS fans out there that aren't really going to either notice or, or care for the Apple offering if if they can continue to watch a couple games a week every throughout the season on on Fox or Fox Sports One. Well, those wouldn't be your hardcore MLS fans. That's not going to be hardcore Definitely not your hardcore MLS, MLS fans. fans. Yeah. Um, I do just, it seems, it just seems like uh, maybe I don't understand exactly the, the the full strategy here. It seems great for Major League Soccer to get a, to get a $2.5 billion deal done with Apple. And, and then get have, some breadth and reach. And have the ability to have 15 games a year on Fox broadcast and another another 29 if, or, or sorry, uh, 19 on, on other Fox platforms. There's another part of this deal that includes the leagues cup. It's 16 league cups game for, for Fox. And for folks who don't know what that is, that's the new soccer midseason tournament that, that, that MLS is doing alongside Liga MX, which I imagine is going to get, uh, may, maybe draw some new eyeballs to, to major league soccer, particularly those who are, who are maybe more interested right now in, in, in the Mexican soccer league. So yeah, this is an interesting one to me. And I, and I, I, I do wonder how much of this, how much for consumers, the change in for, for casual major league soccer fans, how much the change to Apple is going to really be noticed if Fox is continually having multiple games per week on its platforms for the entire regular season. All right. To recap, Mr. Novi Williams on this episode of the Sportacast. No way in any other sports business podcast are you getting <laughs> references to Petula Clark, yep. Alexander Daig, Alexi Yashin, Carol Alt, Ron Greshner, Sasson, and Downtown. This is your, and I hope, I hope Matt Whitehurst is listening. This is now your clue to once again, let's use industry and lingo, pot up, bring Ooh. up Downtown. He is... Eben Novi Williams on the Twitter at Novi underscore Williams. I am Scott Soshnick on Twitter at Soshnick Whitehurst. You better do it. Our digital media editor is Cora Feltman. She loves it. But I remind you that the show can be found at Sportacast, which is the hub of what is now the Sportico Media Network. Bring it up high. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.